Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, the excuse machine is right in overtime. We're about to explain to you why the Heat are throttling the Knicks. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, what do you say? Should we just get it over with? Let's just go ahead and get this over with. New York fans, I present to you, Old Blue Eyes himself, Frank Sinatra. Start spreading the news. That one hits so good. I'm leaving today. <laughs> Three I games to, to one. New York, New York. Your Miami Heat. A commanding advantage over the New York Knicks. Even when the Heat don't play well, don't shoot well, the Knicks have their best single quarter of the postseason, which was the first quarter last night. And the Heat trailed for four seconds. I mean, four seconds. The series ain't done, but the series is pretty close to done. I think it's Kurt. I think it's Kurt. We'll put it this way. It. Uh, I think it's Kurt. <laughs> We'll put it this way. The the next season had an unfortunate fall off of a cliff. It's currently in an intensive care unit on life support. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like there's many brain signals left. And it's about time to pull the plug. Uh, it, this is, to me, as satisfying as a fan a sports outcome, as I can remember, that we're teetering on, that we're on the verge on right now because the Heat, the eight-seed Heat, a team that you saw coming out of the Milwaukee series that looked like last year's Heat as opposed to this regular season's Heat against a Knicks team that did whatever it wanted against the Cavs. What is showing in its most pure form is what happens when you have a transcendent talent as your number one, when you actually have a number one, and you happen to have the best coach in the respective sport that you follow. What the Knicks have run into is a Heat team that has a true number one player, championship caliber player in Jimmy Butler. The Knicks who have a good sort of on the border of a one-two Jalen Brunson But then Eric Spolstra makes all the difference. And, oh yeah, and, and, you have a big, you have a five, you have a man who got paid, who has been taking a lot of criticism, and from yours truly as well. But he has stepped up and risen to the occasion in this series. Bam Adebayo is a stud, and the Knicks don't have a single solitary answer for Bam Adebayo. The biggest thing about it is he's getting it, off the mismatches, he's getting it like with the quick flow offense. It's not like we're just throwing the ball to him and saying, make create a shot anymore, yep. which I, which has never been his game. He is handling the ball. He is running the offense. The offense is running through him. He's distributing. Forget the offense. How about his bread and butter oh, defensively? Geez. He is locking down Jalen Brunson at the perimeter. Then he's taking Mitchell Robinson's body on the block. Then he's altering Julius Randle's shot or forcing a turnover. I mean, this guy is doing it all. Mm. The The difference in this series, and there's a, a, a lot of them that account for why the Knicks are trailing three games to one, but what I can assure you is that the Heat aren't up three games to one because the Knicks are beating themselves. That's loser talk, okay? That's having an unwillingness to face the realization of this series that the Heat are outplaying the Knicks. They're outworking the hick, uh, the the hicks, the hicks, the the uh, the, the the hicks. Yeah, uh, who would that be? The Mavs. Uh, that's a good one. The Hawks. Um, 
Yeah, not the no. Hawks. It's tough. Yeah, it's I guess a, the Mavericks. It's a tough one. Or the Spurs. It, it, a Texas team is, is oh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. They missed the postseason. Yeah. But the Knicks, the Knicks are are not beating themselves. Like, sure, they're doing a good job of beating themselves, but they're not down three games to one because they're beating themselves and the Heat aren't beating them. The Heat uh, have uh, significant advantages in a multitude of areas, but first and foremost, Bam Adebayo presents such a problem for the Knicks. He is the biggest factor in why this is three games to one, in my opinion. Yeah, defensively, I mean, remember, you were counting the box outs game one and two, and that that hasn't gone away. You laughed at me for it. Yeah. You laughed at me for it, but... Look at the rebounding numbers. The rebounding numbers, seven they offensive flipped. rebounds in the fourth quarter last night, keeping the ball away from the Knicks. That, stuff's ma- that stuff matters, especially in a series where the one game you lost without Jimmy Butler, you were minus 16 on the boards. Yeah. So box outs actually do matter like they do they do matter and so we can giggle giggle ha ha all you want like oh Ken's stretching to give Bam Adebayo a compliment that said like that stuff matters and it sure as hell mattered last night and that's the reason the Heat won last night and it never got overly uncomfortable in the fourth quarter because the Heat rebounded the hell out of the basketball because Bam is hitting bodies can I rain on the Bam Adebayo parade real quick sure it seems like he's good when he smells blood in the water like when he's getting pressured, when he's not playing well, he's terrible. Yeah. You you but wish when, when they are not giving up leads, when when they're playing comfortably, like Bam's good. And it's gonna be a problem he, as these as we advance. But, but I mean the game got within two last night and then he came up with a couple of massive defensive stuff. But stops. you're at home he's always good on defense. Lead. He's always good on right. defense, but offensively, again, I just I continue to contest that like I think people want Bam to be this more of like an offensive threat. He's not an offensive threat, he's a guy that when he's given a mismatch, he needs to be able to put the ball in the bucket. And also a guy that can shoot that mid-range jumper and should be more aggressive with it. But he's not a guy you just throw the ball to and say, hey, give me a bucket. And, like, that, and that's our fault. It's two-man game stuff. For it's, making him seem like he's an offensive player. That's because he got paid. It was when he got the contract. For, for everybody what he thought. gets paid, you would wish he had more of an offensive game. That said, the way he flew to the rim last night, the way yes. he was cutting to the rim, like that's the stuff if Bam's going to be successful on offense, you know what? I don't give a solitary damn about him refining his post game or his footwork. Yeah, what I matter. do care about is if, he, if he's going to attack the rim and uh, he's going to be a trailer yes. in the half-court oh offense, gosh. then that's more than enough from Bam. It, and that was where he got most of his buckets, like, you know, trailing and coming through and then getting a dunk over the top or maybe even getting a couple seals early on when he got a mismatch and Kyle Lowry making sure the ball yep. found him. Like, it was, it was beautiful to watch. It was in the flow of the offense. And honestly, like it's my favorite thing is his his two man game, his Draymond Green esque two man game he has with shooters, yeah. um, like Struess and Duncan Robinson. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. And his his role and replace, and we saw like the deepest shot the Heat made in the fourth quarter last night was Bam's elbow jumper. Really, with two and a half minutes left to go, the Heat were atrocious shooting in the fourth quarter. Uh, they buried the Knicks in the second and third quarter from three, and then did not hit a damn. Thing other than the Bam elbow jumper. I think, but, didn't Kevin Love have that elbow or, or that corner? It wasn't a three, but it was a two as the shot clock was running out. It was a deep, deep, deep two on the line. Was that in the third or was it in oh, the fourth? Oh, it might have been a third. It might have been a third. Because you are. it was in the span mm-hmm. of where the Heat were hitting everything. In the yeah. fourth quarter, nobody yeah. made a shot. It was at the it was tail like end. It was the left. tail end of the third quarter. Yeah. That's Spo, though, right? In the fourth quarter? All right, bury these guys. Attack the rim. Like, we, we want nothing else. Well, yeah, but I also think that uh, defensively, that's more spo. Uh, Julius Randle is in hell. Julius Randle is in hell right now. The Heat just get people traded, get people fired. It's what they do best. Listen to this from Julius Randle. The Heat have put Julius Randle in such a ringer in this series. Listen to him after the game. This is as much of a verbal white flag as you are going to hear in a playoff series. Julius, you haven't been. You guys haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds and loose balls that you were in the in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done, uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own at your own game almost? Uh, it just uh, maybe they wanted more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to you know step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. That is a quote that is going to live in Heat-Knicks rivalry lore for all time. Never in my life 
Could I imagine Larry Johnson or Patrick Ewing or John Starks or Allen Houston or any of those guys after a hard-fought playoff game against the Heat saying what Julius Randle admitted, what we've seen with our eyes in this series, but what Julius Randle admitted last night after he fouled out of the game, he turned the ball over, over and over and over again. He reportedly had a heated verbal altercation with Tom Thibodeau after the game. Listen to this again. This will go down in the history books in the Heat-Knicks rivalry. Julius, you haven't been, you guys haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds and loose balls that you were in the in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done, uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own at your own game almost? Uh, just uh, maybe they want it more. I don't know. Just maybe they want it more. Mm, mm. You, Julius Randle said that after going down three games to one, and you know what? I think there's some truth to it. So kudos to Julius Randle for for putting out there what we're seeing is outside yeah. observers. I don't think there's any doubt the way the Heat are winning 50-50 balls. Anytime you have seven offensive rebounds with an undersized front line like the Heat do, I think that's probably probably the Occam's razor, the easiest solution that pops into your head, but man, oh man, oh man, that, if I was a Knicks fan and I heard that, one, if I was a Knicks fan. Oh yeah, that's tough. <laughs> tough, tough place to be in. <laughs> if I was a Knicks fan. But, boy, I mean, that's down bad. It's it's bad. I think what hurts the most, too, is the fact that, like, it happened, it, it was most emphasized when it mattered most in the fourth quarter, when when neither team could could earn a bucket at all. The Heat just kept getting the ball back time after time. It felt like the ball was on that side of the court for like four minutes yep. straight yep. Uh, where the Heat just kept on getting either it was out of bounds. The Knicks couldn't even corral rebounds when the Heat weren't even there. Yeah, They got guys bumping the ball off of each other to go out of bounds. So it, it was embarrassing for, for New York. I get why he feels so depleted after that one. But, man, if you hear your number two guy who was just recently your number one, the biggest, most physically imposing dude on your team, say that. How do you even go back to MSG with any kind of heart to try and keep the season alive? Why not just go to Cancun now? Uh, well, here's here's Stephen A. Smith on Get Up this morning. Stephen A. Smith, I mean, he's about to he's about to ship Julius Randall. Like this is what the Heat have done. The Heat got Mike Budenholzer fired, right? And now the Heat are on the verge of getting Julius Randle traded. Now, not that Stephen A. has any impact on that, but... You would think he does the way he talks about it. Julius Randle, Julius Randle has been pedestrian in this series after we made such a big deal about him missing game one, and then he came back in game two, and they beat the corpse of the Heat, and he put up an IG mixtape after beating, again, the skeleton known as the Heat without Jimmy Butler. What has he done game three, game four in Miami? Through three quarters Saturday... He had more missed shots. He had more fouls, more turnovers than he did makes. He actually did what his caption was on that Instagram highlight tape. It was the emoji with the shh. Yeah, he's he's actually been quiet. quiet. Yeah, he he went quiet. Stephen A. Smith is done with the dude. (sighs) You're kind of scared, Greeny. Kind of scared of what I want to see on national television. Um, I'm so disgusted with Julius Randle. Disgusted. I'm so disgusted with um, R.J. Barrett. Mm. Little less than Julius Randle. I'm not disgusted with anybody R. more R. than Barrett's not good either. Julius Randle. Um, I, I, Feels I'm like on it. the verge of asking yes, for him to be traded. Though. I'm just disgusted. Um, I think that this series R.J. Barrett's over. not good. Yeah. I think that the New York Knicks, orange and blue skies, it was a nice run. I'm very proud of Jalen Brunson and the kind of impact that he's had (laughs) on the New York Knicks. Um, As much as I respect and and adore Tom Thibodeau and the coach that he is, I'm looking at the personnel that he didn't use and the people that he trusted and he relied upon and Mm -hmm. how they haven't come through for him. Mm -hmm. It would have been nice to see him throw a twist in the mix, even throwing some of the bodies we haven't seen throughout the regular season into it, a la uh, uh, Evan Fournier or uh, Derrick Rose Um, and give somebody Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose would make a difference. I might as well try anything. I'm on the verge of coming on national television and asking for the man to be traded. I mean, just the, 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 wow. the regular season is Julius one Randall thing, but the traded. postseason don't get me started with what he does in the postseason. I'll get into all of that mm-hmm. on Friday.
first take, but um, oh, my heart's wait. hurt, and I'll admit it. Um, I'm emotional when it comes to the New York Knicks, not objective when it comes to them at Mr. all. I will it. openly concede that to the public at large, but I am utterly disgusted. I vomited last night <laughs> watching them. I have to admit that. I literally vomited. <laughs> I threw up. Uh, so so Stephen A's done with Julius Randle. Yeah. He's done with Julius Randle. Sick of But at its core, Bam Adebayo is the reason why it's three games to one in favor of the Heat. Why the Heat, when the Knicks try to make a run, are able to put the brakes on immediately. Why they're able to put up five, six, seven points in a row to get out of trouble. Why when it got within two in the third quarter last night, the Heat were able to build it back to 11 at one point. There's a lot of reasons for why the Heat are up three games to one. One of them is not the Knicks are beating themselves. No, 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 no. The Heat are forcing the Knicks into mistakes. The Heat aren't turning over the basketball. The Heat are making threes. The Heat are getting out in transition. I mean, good, sweet God, Theo. Kevin Love hit the Knicks with another outlet last yeah. night. I mean, that's every game in this series, he's hit him with at least an outlet yeah. for a dunk. He, Kevin Love, I think, has been also a, one of the – he is he, – all people are talking about are the outlet passes, and I get that because those are beautiful, and it always turns into an easy bucket. But also, he's rebounded. His rebounding, him putting a body on folks, and then on offense, on offense, him stretching out and having you know whoever it is, either Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Hardenstein, not able to just clunk up the paint, has been a huge thing for them as well. I've loved like I did not. I was making fun of Heat fans when everybody was celebrating getting Kevin Love. Because I'm thinking if you're the Cavaliers and you have a guy in the front line who's a veteran with a championship ring with your franchise. If he still had something in the tank, you, you wouldn't would, be letting him go for why nothing. Why would you let him go? Yeah. It, didn't make, it wouldn't make any sense. And in the very team that they get ousted by by five in five games, the Knicks, because the Cavs could have used Kevin Love in that first round series. Kevin Love has been an integral part to the Heat being up 3-1 on that same team. And I think Kevin Love isn't getting enough uh, love. Hey. What he's doing in his I like what you did there. Yeah. Taking notes. What? <laughs> what is? What is the biggest factor in this Heat Knicks series? What's the biggest factor in this Heat Knicks series? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. What is the biggest factor in this Heat Knicks series? Why are the Heat up three games to one with a chance to close it out tomorrow night right here on ESPN 106.3 in the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think it's Bam Adebayo. I think he's the difference. Both ends of the floor. He is the difference. Is it the coaching matchup? Is it that the Heat are just showing more heart? Is it the fact that they have the best player on the floor? What is the biggest factor in this series? You've watched all these games. You've watched every second, Theo. What's the biggest factor? Why are the Heat up three games to one right now? I think it's Eric Spolstra. I think it's it's the best coach in basketball right now in Eric Spolstra and what he's able to do, like the mind games that he's been playing. He did it on the on the Bucks, and he got Mike Budenholzer fired. And here against the Knicks, uh, we, we see it in every single game. The game that Jimmy Butler isn't gone, the Heat, should have maybe won that one had it not been for some bad calls and then a ball that bounced the wrong way here and there in the last quarter. Uh, Eric Spolster, the way he had Gabe Vincent hounding Jalen Brunson all game. Gabe Vincent not really having a good game shooting, but like his defense and the steals he was creating, like that kind of havoc, that adjustment to have him play full court like that, amazing stuff. Like you see it up and down. You see it out after timeouts. You see it opening up the second half all the time. It's like Eric Spolster is the ultimate tactician. He's putting the right guys on the court at the right time and having them have the right assignments. And then from there, it's just been all effort, and you see the Heat have been outplaying the Knicks. I got to give it to Spo. I, I went on these airwaves. As the Knicks were on the verge of closing out the Cavs, and I declared, Stone, I declared there was a path for the Knicks in uh, the Eastern Conference. Um, I declared there was a path for the Knicks in the Eastern Conference. Uh, what I did not account for was how soft, how feathery, how melted buttery the Cavs were. In retrospect, I mean, that team's made of sponges. The Knicks bullied them, did whatever they wanted, and this is case in point. The difference between beating up on a wannabe like the Cleveland Cavaliers and then facing a team that's been through the battles, a team that has been hardened by playoff showdowns, 
a team that's experienced everything, including the ultimate heartbreak a year ago, coming one inch from the NBA Finals as a one seed, losing game seven on their home floor. This team has seen everything. They're not surprised by anything. They don't back down to anything. And the Knicks are learning a very, 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 very hard lesson about what it takes to be an actual legit contender as opposed to a... Our fan base hasn't seen us succeed for two decades. They tell us we're great, so we're great mindset. Jalen Brunson, though. He's good. He he looks like a guy that's ready. He's Jalen Brunson is the reason the Knicks are acceptable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's the reason the Knicks are acceptable. He looks like a... Yeah, I, I get scared when the ball is in his hand. I, I do, too. But the Heat have completely, and this is a testament to Bam, and to an extent, Gabe Vincent, and Gabe Vincent certainly oh is a liability at times on defense, but Gabe Vincent at the perimeter, Jalen Brunson killed the Cavs from three Yeah, in that opening series. There hasn't been one moment in this series where I've said to myself, oh man, I'm scared of Jalen Brunson from distance because the Heat have locked him down. They are forcing him into the paint. He's got a really good floater. It's frustrating. He hits it every man, single time, so but I'll take automatic. that over and over again as opposed to getting banged from three. Jalen Brunson has been completely neutralized from distance, something the Cavs could not figure out how to do. And I wonder, too, I don't, I mean, it seems like the uh, Jalen Brunson PR train is is, uh, definitely uh, a choo-chooing because you hear all of the talk about the ankle and the hip and all of that stuff here, and and it could be affecting him in this series, but I think more than that, like, Gabe Vincent's ball pressure, and it's funny because we do look at him as one of the liability guys on defense for the Heat, but like his ball pressure the past two games has been immaculate on yeah. Brunson. Just don't have him inside of 15 feet trying to do anything defensively. Yeah, I mean, any guard, you get, you, you, you get switched on a bigger guy. Mm. And, yeah. and don't act like Tyler Hero was any different, though. No, you're right. You're right. Tyler Hero is the same exact thing. Um, just weirder hats. Uh, what, what is what is the biggest factor in this Heat Knicks series? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I say Bam Theo going with Spo Stone. What's the difference? What's the difference? What's the biggest factor? Where are you feeling it? For me, it's none of the tangible things. Right, we've hit on them already, but I think it's the heart, the grit, the determination, all the corny things that the Heat do well. And there's like this inevitable force when you're playing the Heat that you know you're never ever, ever safe. It's the closeouts. It's the box outs. It's the boards that you don't really notice. For me, it's none of the tangible things. It's all the things that we hype up the heat for that they're doing well and they're executing. So for me, nothing crazy. It's just that heat culture. Uh, so heat culture. Heat culture. Some like of you it. don't want to hear it, but That's it's real. a real thing. Heat culture is a real, real thing. I mean, it's, I mean, look at the dude. Look at the dude. Jalen Brunson admitted hoping. it. Yeah. Like, come on. We got Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin. When Max Caleb Bruce. Martin, when Caleb Martin is is putting the game away by dunking on your oh head, goodness. where the Heat can't do anything on offense, and Caleb Martin comes flying in. Caleb Martin is the reason they won Game Five against the Bucks. Yeah. When you have Caleb Martin doing what Caleb Martin is doing, that's uh, a culture thing. And that's that, a Spo thing. It's a Spo I mean, it all thing. goes back to Spo. Caleb Martin in the corner, too, with that funky form. <laughs> it's, it's money every time, but, it, well, I'll tell you. Not, yeah, <laughs> not every time. It's money at the corner. This, these, it looks, this, it looks these playoffs, these playoffs in the corner, I feel like he might be shooting 70%. I'll look it up on the spectrum. <laughs> and when I talk about those inevitable things, the non-tangible things, if Caleb Martin is having his way with you, you're just not going to win that series. No way. If you're the opposing side, you're just not going to do it. If Caleb Martin is having any bit of success... It's a loss. Chalk it up. Max By the way, Bruce, you guys want some more box Struce, out if talk? If Struce is getting buckets on you, Bruce it's over. Off that juice. Uh, you want some box out talk? Please. Um, First of all, how'd you even find? So, saw this Chef Trilly on Twitter, but okay. then I looked it up. I mean, there are, there are plenty of advanced metric sites you oh, can yeah. look up for this. Uh, Bam Adebayo, same amount of box out in this entire series as Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein combined. <laughs> Combined. Uh, if you think about it, it makes sense though. He's throwing his body all over the place, man. It's 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 more tactical with Bam, whereas what we saw with the Knicks in the first round, and we even saw early in this round, is they just fly in. They're just huge. They fly in. They yep. push. They shove. It's not necessarily like they're boxing out and getting position. They're just bullying dudes for rebounds, yep. and that stopped once the Heat kind of cleaned it up. But man, the excuse machine is rolling hard, rolling super super hard. You remember yesterday, Theo, we listened to what happened Saturday in the ABC Knicks halftime show, Um, and it was a 14-point game at halftime Saturday, the Heat over the Knicks, and Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose at that time threw out some of the most mind-numbingly bizarre 
dumb analysis I've ever heard from someone who knows the game. He knows ball. Mm. But Jalen Rose went full excuse machine, something I have never heard in the history of basketball. Jalen Rose blamed the weather for the Knicks' woes. Here's what that sounded like on ABC. It was nine. That's been a difference. And also, to you guys' point, Jimmy Butler, the best player for the Miami Heat, got off to a really good start. And Max Struess as well. We talk so much about the nightlife and joke about it in Miami. But also, as a role, when you're the role team, you got to pay attention to that weather and that heat because it causes your muscles to have a little endurance. It affects the endurance of your muscles and causes tiredness. Oh, does it? So if you notice the Knicks in particular are making shots in the paint, but they're missing shots outside of the paint, in particular from three. Clearly. (laughs) They've been able to shoot all year. Like that was that was Saturday. Jalen Rose in a a game being played in a multi million dollar facility, state of the art with air conditioning. That newfangled innovation, air conditioning. One of the few buildings in South Florida that has that air conditioning. Mm. He blamed the weather. The weather for the Knicks coming up short on shots because their muscles were tired. I mean, I I, I think Jalen Rose is good at what he does, but we can around this room all we, we can we can we can all say, I think with great confidence, that is um shockingly dumb, right? Don't want to get caught in the lie with Jalen Rose. He's not really good at alibis. Like that's that. There's no way that that's the excuse you came up with was the weather outside for an indoor event. I hate to call people names, but that's astonishingly moronic. Not Jalen Rose, but the take. I mean, I've never heard that before. That I, I've never ever heard that before. I hear moronic, and I raise you with illegal. I, I think it's worthy of a suspension. <laughs> a suspension from ESPN. Yeah, Bristol should fine. be bringing the hammer down. Um. So I just thought that would be a one-off thing, right? I thought that would be a one-off thing. Oh, Jalen Rose. Well, we all laughed at him for a couple of days, and then it got lost into the ether. That that video, yes, it lives for a time, but soon it'll be off into the recesses of space, and we won't think about it again. But then the authority, the man, the face, other than Stephen A., the, the standard at ESPN, Mike Greenberg, he's done everything, a household name. He is ESPN. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I saw it initially on Twitter that he said it. I could not believe it was actually true. I thought some of it, somebody was bleeping with me, but no. Mike Greenberg, Mike Greenberg took Jalen Rose's stupidity on Saturday and doubled down on it on Get Up Today. Particularly from Jalen, was how hard it is to go down to Miami and play this time of year. And I know people will immediately associate that with the nightlife and all that. But according to Jalen, there's more than that. There's also just the reality of the temperature change, the heat, the geography, being uh, down there for three days. No. It sort of saps a little bit of your energy no. and your strength. We talk about that primarily in football. I know this is an indoor sport. But, I mean, the Knicks, whatever it is, Jimmy Butler is just has, has just destroyed them. <laughs> oh. I don't. I've had actually a hard time with this. Because I look up to Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg is someone that I've tried to model a career around. The way he conducts himself, how smooth he is, how versatile he is, how smart and intelligent he is. I even knew of Mike Greenberg, watched him growing up before he got to Bristol, before he got to ESPN, on an old station called CLTV in the Chicagoland area where he was a sports anchor. I've known him as the brand my entire life. Mike Greenberg went on national television today. His own show, Get Up, that's his show. It came from his brain. He created that entire thing. And something that we heard Saturday, that Theo, you said, oh, my God, what is that? What a stupid point. Stone said, that was illegal. Jalen Rose should be suspended for that. Something that I still can't wrap my mind around entering Jalen Rose's mind that he would say. Mike Greenberg, a man who knows better, a man who we have such... A, a high bar for because he's done everything. The man's a Hall of Famer. He said this, this on ESPN, and my heart is broken. It was nine. That's been a difference. And also, to you guys' point, Jimmy Butler, the best player for the Miami Heat, got off to a re- really good start. And Max Struess as well. We talk so much about the nightlife and joke about it in Miami. But also, as a role, when you're the role team, you got to pay attention to that weather and that heat. Mm. 
because it causes I mean, your muscles to have a little endurance. Uh, it affects the endurance of your muscles and causes tiredness. So if you notice the Knicks in particular are making shots in the paint, but they're missing shots outside of the paint in particular from three. Well, like, like, that's Jalen Rose making something up, right, Stone? Like he's making that up. He's just making it up. It seems that he's kind of on the fly. I feel like he's just sort of winging it, but then Mike Greenberg does this today. Mike Greenberg took Jalen Rose just making stuff up mm. on national television, and he, he gave it an endorsement. Particularly from Jalen, was how hard it is to go down to Miami and play this time of year. And I know people will immediately associate that with the nightlife and all that. But according to Jalen, there's more than that. There's also just the reality of the temperature change, the heat, the geography, being down there for three days. It sort of saps a little bit of your energy and your strength. We talk about that primarily in football. I know this is an indoor sport. But, I mean, the Knicks, whatever it is, Jimmy Butler is just has, has just destroyed them. We made fun of Bills fans. Stone, all football season, Theo, all football season for crying about the week three loss to the Dolphins because <laughs> our boys are too sweaty. Our, our, our football boys were too sweaty in the sun. We made fun of them. Bills fans were calling for OSHA, mm. OSHA to be contacted because of unsafe work conditions. We made fun of Bills fans all year long. We have some of the biggest names, the biggest personalities on the biggest sports network on the planet saying that the Knicks are struggling in an indoor sport. Mm. The NBA's played indoors. There's never been an NBA game played outdoors. Indoors, air conditioning, modern convenience. Jalen Rose and Mike Greenberg both saying, ah, you know what? The Knicks, they look rough on offense because it's 85 degrees in Miami. I challenge us. As a show, kind of like a lie, ah. to get Kaseya Sun trending. The Hard Rock Sun, that was trending. Mm-hmm. We got to get Kaseya Sun. Kaseya Sun. Sun rolls off the tongue better. It, it does. It actually does. When we come back, I decided I need an expert opinion on this. Florida Atlantic's Final Four men's basketball team strength and conditioning coach will join us next to determine whether or not Jalen Rose and Mike Greenberg are saying something factual or just making things up. Other than the weather, what's been the biggest factor in the Heat Knicks series? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Other than the weather, what's been the biggest factor in the Heat Knicks series? 888-760-3776. He's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Jeremy tweets in, so my Jalen Rose and Mike Greenberg's logic about the weather, there's a built-in excuse for the Bruins and the Leafs fans for their teams losing to the Panthers. There you go. I mean, I, somebody called John Bucicross. Jalen Rose is on to something. I don't know. There's a little more ice involved. I think the temperature is probably a little cooler in Florida Live. Nah, man. It's about the sun before you get in the arena. Right, right, right. No, no, no. It's the sun. The sun, apparently the UV rays, the heat comes through, comes through the insulation of both of these arenas, no matter how powerful the air conditioning is, how many millions of dollars are spent on the upkeep of the air conditioning, it affects those players. It affects the Knicks. No other team. But not the Heat because the Heat have... They're used to it. They've been conditioned to it. Yeah, the condition. Right, right. Even though Kevin Love just came here... A few months ago, but yeah, I guess he's conditioned. Right, well. right. Yeah. You, you condition quickly, but okay. but not in like a four days, man. Not four days, more like yeah. I, I've never, I've never, and and I'm 38 years old. I'm a grown ass man. I have, uh, I've heard a lot of basketball analysis in my life. I've tried to provide a lot of basketball analysis in my life. Never in my existence have I heard in the NBA the analysis that ah, this team's struggling because it's hot outside, and then. Somebody else follows it up on ESPN two days later with, oh, yeah, uh, he said that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Nick, you're struggling. It's too hot out. I mean, it, it is just bang your head against the wall, dumb. Uh, but maybe, maybe I'm just an idiot. 
Maybe I'm the wrong one here, so I decided to bring in a professional. He is the head strength and conditioning coach for Florida Atlantic Basketball. He was the one responsible for keeping the men fresh as they made their run to 35 wins in a Final Four appearance this season. It is Zane Scott with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Zano, thanks for uh, for letting me bother you for a couple of minutes here. Uh, do you mind if I play you something, if I entertain you here with a bit of Jalen Rose audio? I <laughs> love it. Thanks. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, Zebo, here is here is Jalen Rose on ESPN on Saturday uh, talking about why the Knicks were struggling in the first half. It was nine. That's been a difference. And also, to you guys' point, Jimmy Butler, the best player for the Miami Heat, got off to a re- really good start. And Max Struess as well. We talk so much about the nightlife and joke about it in Miami. But also, as a role, when you're the role team, you got to pay attention to that weather and that heat because it causes your muscles to have a little endurance. Uh, it affects the endurance of your muscles and causes tiredness. Mm. So if you notice, the Knicks in particular are making shots in the paint, but they're missing shots outside of the paint, in particular from three. Well, clearly. All right, so, so Zane, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, you're very good at what you do. Basketball, as we all know at the competitive level, is an indoor sport. Uh, have you ever in your strength and conditioning professional life been concerned about the weather outside for your players and their well-being? Oh, did I lose you, Zane? Uh, did we lose Ebo? Could you could you try one more time here? Uh, because I, I again, Theo, we just need a professional opinion here. I, I think maybe he was so mystified at that question. He's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, yeah. I think he's so confused. That's what I'm gathering from that. Uh, I, I just I want to make sure though, because maybe we're wrong. Yeah. I've said incorrect things in the past. I've I've said incorrect things previously. Uh, Zane, do I uh, do I have you back? Yeah, yeah, it just went dark for a oh. second. But I, I saw the clip from Jalen Rose earlier okay. this morning. Right when you right when you sent me a message, I said, "Ah, this is definitely loaded." So. <laughs> So, I, so, went, I went to make sure I was prepared. No, I pre- and, and see, that's what a good strength and conditioning coach does. He has the proper preparation put in. So when it comes to, to Jalen Rose and his analysis uh, of the heat affecting the Knicks, you as a strength and conditioning coach, basketball being an indoor sport, uh, do you feel there's merit to Jalen Rose's claim? You know, I, unless they started playing this playoff series outside, I don't know where it could hold any water to be completely honest so sometimes you're going to a gym and it's a little hotter than normal but when you're talking about heat acclimatization and all that it it basically it starts above 80 degrees and then it trends up um you know over 100 degrees whatever it is and then there's typically a chart that tracks the humidity level so if it's above 80 degrees you know 97 percent humidity uh down there in miami in the american airlines center i don't i don't see it being a problem yeah, because I remember, I remember we went to Eastern Michigan this year, and it was like 25 yep. degrees in Columbus for the first two games uh, of the NCAA tournament. Temperatures were in the teens, in the 20s. I just, I spent a lot of time with you, Zane. Uh, I don't remember you once saying in the gym, "Hey guys, we need to warm up a little extra because it's so cold outside." I don't remember you saying that. It seemed like you were just sort of preparing, like, "Hey, we're in a building that has insulation and the heat is on. Uh, let's go practice." It feels like that was. Uh, did I miss anything there? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. That's why you pick an indoor sport, Ken. I mean, yeah. most of the variables are accounted for. <laughs> Uh, so, so what I want to leave you, and I don't want you to have to be put in the position to say anything derogatory, okay? So, I'll frame this for you. Does it seem like, in your professional opinion, Zane Scott, head strength and conditioning coach, Florida Atlantic basketball, just coming off the Final Four, does it seem like, in your professional opinion, Jalen Rose and Mike Greenberg might be just making stuff up? Yeah, they're lo- looking for that excuse, man, that, you know, the Knicks just aren't playing well at the end of the day. <laughs> That's all it is. Zane, you are excellent, perfect. I miss you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, all right, that is Zane Scott, head strength and conditioning coach at Florida Atlantic. There you have it. Jalen Rose, Mike Greenberg, just making excuses. I, you know what's funny about it, too? Um, it kind of makes sense that they're kind of making stuff up because typically they're, they're not forced to talk about the Miami Heat, right? And when they talk about the Knicks, it's usually not about like the X's and O's of it. It's just like broader picture stuff. So you ask these guys to talk at length now about the Heat and the Knicks in one series, 
And sometimes they're going to just craft some stuff up to sound smart. I, I, maybe that's part of it. Have they run out of things to talk about? Is no. that what's Did happening you notice here? What, notice what Jalen Rose said, though. He said Jimmy Butler has been giving him hell. Then he said Max Struess's name. And right after he said Max Struess, <laughs> he just went off on a tangent. He didn't, he didn't know what to add he to Max Struess. He's like, ah, oh, Max Struess, it is hot outside. <laughs> yeah, but that should not be included in your conscience. You should not be able to just pull that one out of your back pocket. Like, it shouldn't even be in your brain. That's very true. Where he got it from, I'm not sure. So. Right. But I can tell it's one of those things where, again, he's being tasked with the with, with talking about a team that, for the most part of the year, people are able to ignore. Uh-huh. Especially this year because the Miami Heat were an eight seed. Mid. And almost got bounced out of the play-in. The most like, mid. So I kind of want to – maybe that's the olive branch I'm extending. Maybe, just maybe – um, they're being asked to do something out of the realm. Like, you know, you don't tell Shaq to line up and shoot a three. Yeah, but if I got paid seven figures, my fallback for basketball analysis, even if I had no single solitary clue what I was talking about, would not be, whew, it's hot outside. I mean, do you fear you're going to lose some of the New York listeners? Like, do you just not want to turn the people <laughs> against you? Have you heard you? me the last two weeks? Not I feel you. Like I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Not you. I mean, <laughs> Mike Greenberg. Me. I mean, I, mean, I spent an hour ripping Madison Square Garden. Do you think I'm I'm worried about New York listeners? At all. But in their production meetings in the morning, it's like, hey, you know, oh, well, we got to be a little nice to these guys, all right? Don't go too harsh. I just, my thing is, like, Mike Greenberg had to have, because he was on set when Jalen Rose said this Saturday. No part of him was like, oh boy, that was dumb. Like, it's not like he's going to say that on air and yeah. be like, Jalen, what in the hell are you talking about? But sometime over the last 48 hours, don't you think he looks at social media, sees people crapping all over Jalen Rose, and says to himself, yeah, you know what? It's best if that never gets brought up again. And then he brought it up as an excuse to explain why the Knicks are down three games to one when there's a multitude of other avenues you could have gone with. Like, my concern is that, that, these Mike Greenberg's too spread out. He's got his NBA programming. He's got his radio show. He's got uh, his TV show. Is he just burnt out of salient opinions? Is he just throwing stuff because he's burned out? Do we need to have some sort of intervention with him? Because it doesn't make sense. He's too good for that. He's too good for that. He's had too good a career for that stupid crap. You know what crew would have said? Hey, you're a dumbass inside, inside the, NBA. the NBA. Yeah. That's the, they would have said, hey, Kenny, how about you shut your mouth? Imagine. That, that, imagine if Kenny right. said that on stage. You're right. And Kenny called Max Struess Max Strauss last yeah. night. And it was Strauss. okay. I got over it because he's actually paying attention to the heat, unlike ESPN ABC Knicks propaganda. Now, I, I think, Theo, you were the one to tweet this, but I saw this on social media, and I actually laughed out loud because I was watching it. It was yeah. inside the NBA. And give me Highsmith's first name. Sorry. Haywood. Haywood. Hey, hey, exactly where I'm going here, Haywood Highsmith. <laughs> so, so Kenny obviously runs to the board right, to do some expert analysis. He points at the screen and says, this guy, this guy's trailing well. This guy, he's doing his job. He said this guy like two or three times. Yeah, he doesn't know. He it. has no idea you know who Highsmith is. And I, neither do I. I, I. That was the thing. Like, you probably thought it was Alonzo Highsmith. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's okay. It's okay. Because at least he's analyzing the heat. Right. I don't care if he goes, oh, there's Butch, there's Bill, there's Bob. <laughs> I don't care. But I, at least there's some heat X's and O's talk coming. But it, when ESPN and ABC is resorting to, uh, it's hot outside. Like, there's a problem, right? Like that's something that that the higher ups at ESPN have to see in the way they're getting panned now on social media. That matters, right? That's not a good look. Correct. It can't be a good look. But then again, again, I keep reverting back to the fact that they don't have any like complex thoughts. I mean, NBA, and you know this as well, being on Twitter and watching all of these breakfast TV shows, like it's an echo chamber, right? Like you hear one take. And then people, everybody starts coming out with that same take. So I think maybe that's part of what, what Mike Greenberg was going with. was like, hey, I heard Jalen Rose say it. I got nothing else right now. And at he least, panicked. It's almost like a panic move. Yes. He's one of the most smooth broadcasters on I the don't, planet. At least he credited Jalen Rose for the take. And he didn't, <laughs> he, didn't yeah. well, he made sure. Well, Jalen Rose said. <laughs> I, th- I think that's correct. I think he was throwing Jalen a life raft. Like, yeah. He saw social media. He saw you know, what everybody said about him and was like, hey, you know, I, I got to try to save him a little bit, right? I'm going to revert back to his take, try yeah. to save him just a tad. That's what I should have done when I was calling Sandy Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara all last season, when I finally realized on air, very embarrassing to me on this show that it was Sandy Alcantara, the Cy Young Award winner. I called him by the wrong name all mm. year last year. I should have done what Greenberg did. Well, when Stone was yeah. talking about the Marlins last <laughs> year and discussing Sandy Alcantara, that's the route I should have taken. Other than the 
weather. I can't believe I have to say that. Other than the weather, what's been the biggest factor in this heat Nick series? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field, that's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. The team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We still have a lot to come. Why was Stone in South Carolina also an old Theo segment is making its return mm. here today and ask Steve's as well. When we come back, we continue to take your calls and your texts on what the biggest factor is. Heat, Knicks, three games to one. Good guys. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. That's very true. Louisville, South Florida tweets in, the biggest factor in the Heat-Knicks series, the Knicks aren't nearly as good as New Yorkers promised they were. That might be part of it, including in the national media. Huge part of it. I mean... I can't believe the Knicks were favored in this series. I, I can't stop saying that. They were favored to win this series. I, I can believe that, but, oh, but people so are people shocked, though, that it's 3-1 Heat as if the Heat weren't going to give the Knicks all sorts of problems. That's where I'm surprised. I, I just don't see it. Even, like, I guess the only time I had any kind of trepidation was after Jimmy Butler got injured at the end of Game 1. I was like, okay, if this is a lingering problem, then maybe the Heat have some. But outside of that, like the Heat were the better team top to bottom and have a better coach and have been there before. By the way, Josh, where are you? Josh Hart, where'd you go? Oh, no. Josh? Josh Hart? Are you here? No, don't see. Are you? What happened to Josh Hart? Well, he did his part already. Yeah, he did. He got he did. Jimmy hurt. Tried to slide tackle Jimmy. Flopper. <laughs> Let's go to Nana Crystal here on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Nana Crystal. Hey, guys. Let me preface my comment with this. I already know the Heat is better than the Knicks, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen the Knicks, uh, many of their regular season games, to know if they're playing any better or worse than they have all season. But I do have to tell you guys this. I'm originally from Illinois. Mm-hmm. I still, I've been here 15 years, I still cannot handle this heat. When I wake up in the morning in my air-conditioned house, I can already tell how hot it is outside because I can't get out of the bed. I, I'm drained. I'm, ta- I'm It's awful. It's just awful. I can't function. When I first moved here, I would actually get delirious in the heat and forget where I was driving to. Mm. And it would just drain me to the point that I couldn't walk upstairs. It was awful. Now, not a so crystal. I don't know if that's the Knicks excuse, and I'm not obese. I'm not overweight. Sure. I can go to the gym and do whatever. But this heat still, after 15 years, wears me, and I can feel it before I even go outside. Nana, what I would tell you is if I, and I, and I wish I could do this for you because I appreciate you very much. If I were to bring you down to a five-star hotel on Biscayne Bay, where the Knicks are staying, and then I brought you to the Caseya Center. I promise you, and I don't know who handles your air conditioning, and uh, I know it's hot. It is rough out here, but I promise you that AC would be pretty comfortable in uh, whatever Marriott downtown they're staying in, and then at the Caseya Center. Oh, I'm, I'm quite comfortable in the in the AC, but I'm telling you, my body is drained from yeah. the heat. I can literally feel my energy. Leaving me. Yep, that's why the summer the summer after, is rough. Even down after there. fifteen years. No, I even hear you. After fifteen years, I, he- I still I can't handle it. I hear you. I, not I literally crystal. can't handle it. I hear you, and it's tough to wake up at six a.m. and start sweating. Like I get it. I totally get it. Um, it sounds like not a crystal. 
Might need a visit from EDS. Yeah. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. Might just see if there's an issue with that AC unit. Yeah. Just to see Check if you're similar to Nana Crystal. The AC is working, but you still, you're, you're, you're waking up hot. That's sort of a red flag that you might have a problem. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. Train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. That's EDS Air Conditioning. If you, your house feels a little bit hot, a little bit uncomfortable, it's getting hot, 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 hot. We're in the summer. Make it EDS is, yes. They've been doing it since 2006. Family owned and operated. edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com. Come. Should we take uh, Sean real quick, and then we'll have some Ask Steve's here. Just let Steve know that uh, we're going to be uh, a little late. Blame it on the weather. Blame it on the weather. All Everything right. else is blamed so on the weather. So uh, Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens here on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Sean. The man is a master at his craft. <laughs> Unbelievable. Goes from not a crystal to air conditioning commercial. That's what right. That's a, the, love it. The, opportunity, <laughs> the opportunity presented itself, Sean. <laughs> and you're 100% on, on spot with that. So, you know, it, it's not that I have a, a huge, and I do have a huge problem with the comment. With, uh, you know, I have a, a lot of respect for both those guys, but uh, you know, mainly Greenberg, and, and I think it's a lot of him being a homer with the Jets and Knicks comment. Anyway, it's not that I have a huge co- problem with the comments, but to, to even break it down so much, Jalen, to say that it affects you in jump shots outside, and it does in the inside mid-range, give me a break, yeah. man. Anyway. Anyway, if I had to pinpoint something, an edge that we have on anybody else, not just the Knicks, the pure toughness, tenacity, and and pure passion that our undrafted guys have, you can't, and, and no disrespect to Jimmy Butler, he is, he's creating an orchestra on, on the stage every night for us, and I, I appreciate it, bottom of my heart. But if you were to pinpoint one thing, that would be the difference maker, would be our, our role-player guys that, that are just the undrafted guys that you can't match on any other team like that. I mean, and, and if you were to take to your point Jalen Brunson, yes, I would say he's the only person on their team that even reflects somewhat of the toughness and passion that we have yeah. on our team, and and he's just one player. Yeah, and, and like, Mitchell Robinson's tough, too, and, and I appreciate the call, Sean. Mitchell Robinson is a tough, tough man. He's difficult, but if you box him out, again, bam, 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 bam. If you box him out, he doesn't provide much at all because that's his offense is to grab rebounds. And he can't shoot free throws worth a damn. It's still the he's still the worst free throw shooter I've ever seen in my entire life. It's terrible. I mean, he might as again he might as well try and headbutt the ball up to the rim. He'd have more success. It is. It's insane. It's it's. I get secondhand embarrassment every time he goes to the line. (laughs) I I feel bad for him. (laughs) I legit feel bad for him. I'm like, oh, that's not good to do that in public. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. I'm Ken Levicka. As Steve's is next. We're live on ESPN One Hundred Six Three.